I spent the last 5 years working on 8 to 5, but now I said is enough. So I took my free time and built my online side business. The real question is, how will do it without much time on my calendar, a family to maintain and a full-time job? This podcast is here to give you the answer. Join me and follow on as I learn, apply and share my strategies to grow my online business using only today's best technology. My name is Daniel Chan and welcome to the 8 to 5 Multiplier. Thinking about starting your own side business or you already have your Amazon FBA? Treat it as a business. Here are five tips for you. Woo, okay, let's do this. So starting your own side business, right? Independently if it's Amazon FBA or is anything else that you're planning to start on the side, you have to treat it as a business. I've been talking about this for several episodes. If you treat your Amazon FBA as a hobby, as something that you're doing on the side, but you know, you're not putting too much effort, you're not looking at everything, that's what is gonna make it fail. You have to treat it as a business. What that means, treat your Amazon FBA as a business. That means it's not just about the cool things of, okay, I'm gonna search for a product, I'm gonna try to do PPC, I'm gonna try to put the listing, keywords, pictures, everything else that's related to your product. It's also about how you manage all your numbers and how you manage to make sure that you're actually being profitable, all your expenses, all your income, all the kind of accounting, boring stuff. That's what a business is. Also, what about like customer support if you're not just going all the way into FBA? What about maintaining your website or an independent site outside Amazon? Facebook, Instagram pages, or YouTube. I don't know what else you have around that, but that's also part of your business and you have to maintain it and look for the ROI, the return on investment, and how much time are you spending on those places and how much time you're also spending on different systems to make everything happen. That means treating your side business as a real business. You have to keep track on how things are going and it's not just for the sake of doing things. So through all my years that I've been doing different side businesses, failing on some other ones, other looks like they're successful, still kind of fighting through this track, I realized there are five tips for anyone who thinks about, hey, do I want to start my side business? Because it's not just about, hey, I'm just gonna go over there and jump and do something. You have to be prepared mentally, and you need to know where you want to go. So the first tip is, what are your strengths and interests? Basically, what are you passionate about and you want to teach others? Because if you start your own side business on something that you don't like at all, at some point you're just gonna drop the towel because it's like, well, you're gonna think about yourself and you're gonna say, why am I doing all these things if I don't even like it? So definitely you should, Put on a piece of paper, hey, what are the things that you like? What are your things that you're good at? Do you have like any hobbies that probably someone else would like to know? Or are you good at something else? Or it could be even at your job. I don't know what you're doing there, that you're pretty good, 
and you may be able to teach others or you may be able to, let's call it invent something, but not necessarily invent, but just give a different perspective on things that you're doing. But definitely it has to be with your strengths and your interests, because if not, that business is going to go down. At some point, you're going to get tired and it's going to be something that you're not going to like anymore. Second tip, ask the market. Before you even try to create a product or try to teach someone or do all these recordings and everything, what the market is doing. At the end of the day, the customer is the market. They're the ones who are going to tell you, I like your product or I don't like your product. They're going to tell you, hey, you should improve on these things. You shouldn't do all these other things. Well, it doesn't matter if everything is nice in your mind and you think, hey, these are the things that people wanted. I'm going to give them this, do, and that. And then when you put all of those things, no one is buying it. Why? Because the market didn't like it. And it's not because your product is bad or anything. At the end of the day, the person who's going to give you the money is the market. And the market is the one who have the last decision. So think about validation before even starting your product. The market is the only one who can give you that validation. You could start asking in Facebook pages, look for groups of people who could potentially be your customers and ask them, hey, I have this idea. I have this product. What do you think? Remember, it's just a thought. It's not necessarily meaning that someone will buy it. A lot of people can say, hey, yes, it looks nice. It looks good. It looks this, do and that. And when you tell them, hey, would you buy it for $50? A lot of people say, well, you know what? I already have this. I'm not committed right now, right? So a lot of people may like it, but not everyone will buy it. So you have to make sure that you're asking the correct questions to the correct people. Third tip, set your realistic goals. You have goals in your life, mine, family, work, and side business. I have to figure out what are my goals for those three groups and especially how much time commitment I'm going to be dedicating to all these three groups. So for example, my family, I already mentioned that I'm dedicating the entire weekend to my family. I do very minimum work on my side business. And if I do it, it's usually very early in the morning before anyone wakes up. And usually what I do at that time, I catch up with some of the podcasts. Or late at night when everyone is already sleeping, where I also do some catch up. But I don't interrupt the entire day so I can have time for my family because that's the only real time that I currently have that I can spend with them. At work, well, work is still a priority, spend bills. So I have to make sure that it's well-maintained and definitely my side business. You have to make that time commitment on what are you going to be doing. And you have to be realistic. Don't say, hey, I'm going to dedicate all this time and all these hours. Some of those hours, including how much you have to sleep, it should be 24 hours. You cannot go over 24 hours. So have realistic goals. Fourth one, value your time because it's limited. You only have 24 hours per day. That doesn't mean that you are productive for 24 hours. You are less productive, more hours than you work. That's a proven study. People get tired. You cannot work for 15 hours straight for three weeks. 
you're going to burn out. You have to rest. You have to, you know, distract yourself. You have to have a good sleep to be productive. So independently, if we have 24 hours a day, that doesn't mean that you are productive for 24 hours. So that means that you have to figure out things that you can do by yourself and things that you're better off outsourcing because that other person could do it faster, better, and will free your time. So don't try to be, you know, I can do everything and I will conquer the world. Because if you try to do that, it's going to take you way too much time just to build things rather than focusing on the things that are more important, which is finding your customer, marketing your customer, and sell to your customer. The last tip, create a roadmap. This is very, very important. You have to have a vision of what you want to plan in the beginning and where you want to be at the end. Basically, that roadmap on kind of like a vision map, where you want to go. That roadmap is most likely going to change along the way. But if you start that at the beginning, it will give you a good perspective of, hey, this is where am I? This is where I want to be. This is the path I'm planning to take. So if there's something else that goes outside of that path, you will know hey, is this a distraction or is this something that will help me to achieve my goals faster? If you don't have that roadmap, halfway there, you're just going to start doing a lot of other things. And at the end of the day, you're just going to be zigzagging back and forth. And then you're saying, hey, this is taking too much time. You're going to quit because you're not able to reach that goal because you never had that goal in mind. That's why the roadmap, having that vision is very, very important. Now, let me go through all those five tips with a little bit more deeper examples of the things that I'm doing. So the first one, we talk about the strengths and interests. As you may have heard in one of my first podcasts, one of my hobbies is coding. I like to do programming because I really enjoy solving problems. So that's my strength. That's my interest. Now, since I graduated from high school, That's when I started to self-teach myself on how to code. And I started developing different systems since then, like mostly web applications where I use it for my own purposes, but I never, let's say, sold it out to a company or different companies to use my system. I wasn't confident enough that the system will work. And that's kind of like the thing that I'm doing right now. I'm trying to leverage that knowledge, that strength, that passion for a dashboard in Amazon. The second one, ask the market. So I already went, there are like so many Facebook groups and pages of people who are already starting in Amazon FBA, where I just go over there. I either put over there a pool asking, hey, for example, how many people are using a dashboard? How many people know if you were to spend less than 30 seconds right now, what your profits are. So I can figure out how many people are actually tracking their profits. I can figure out what type of systems or software people are using. What are the things that are most painful from those programs? Hey, what would you like that program to do for you? Maybe I can implement that on mine so I can solve those issues for those people. I'm also a user. I'm also selling Amazon FBA. 
So I also know if I am Amazon FBA seller, what are the type of things that I want to know, like right now, like real time. And one of those things definitely is profit, especially when I'm running a lot of uh, marketing campaigns. I want to make sure all these things are going on the positive side because sometimes it could look like you're making money, but when you make all these numbers calculations, that's when you're going to start, you know, losing all all your profit. Basically, everything is going to go into your marketing. So I'm trying to look for, hey, what are people needs for automation to help their business? And that's why my software is doing. And that's kind of like one of the first launches that I'm planning to do in the next couple of weeks is basically getting some orders into the dashboard, displaying how much it costs on Amazon fees, and also getting customers' data. So you can do later on some advertising. So that's kind of point number two. Point number three, realistic goals. I already talked a little bit about my family work and side business, where weekends is for my family. My full-time job is a priority because that's what pays the bills. And any time that is left, I'll do it for my side business. That means after work, night times, I stay a little bit longer and I wake up a little bit earlier than usual to have that additional time. Number four, value your time because it's limited. I know my time is limited. I already have way too many things on my plate. I cannot do everything. Even though I like to code, I still do some coding back and forth, but I'm not going to build my entire system. It's going to take me years because I will dedicate I will need to dedicate more time. So I can I can hire someone who's better or even a team who's better at all of those things and they can finish everything in less time. So that's what I'm doing. I'm already outsourcing the entire development of my system to a company where they have an entire team of developers, programmers, um, graphic designers, testers to start building my system. The only thing that I do, and that's where my programming skills and understanding of Amazon FBA comes and is very helpful, I basically orchestrate everything. I tell them what I wanted, which features, how it should behave, what it should look like, what it should uh, output from all of that information because they don't know the system. They don't know what the customer wants. I don't know also what the customer wants. That's why I go to the Facebook pages. I only know what I want as an Amazon FBA seller, but there's some times that other people may look for other things. So I try to implement all those things and tell them, hey, do all of all of those things. Of course, it will cost me money, but it will save me time and I will be able to accomplish a system that works better and gives value to my customers. The other type of things where I'm saving time is using virtual assistants. So I already had an episode on why virtual assistants are really, really important for your business, especially for tasks that are very repetitive and it will take you time. And then what else do I do? I also hire freelancers for anything that's related to design perspective. If I need to take pictures of my product, if I need to create a logo, if I need to have a design for my website, I go over there, hire freelancers, do all those things. I know a little bit about Photoshop. I know a little about little bit about design, but I'm not the best designer. So why not hiring someone who's best, better than that? And it will free my time. 
Number four, I mean, sorry, number five, create a roadmap. So my roadmap on the system that I was selling you for Amazon FBA divides into three phases. Phase number one that will be launching in two weeks is basically order management and customer management. Phase number uh, two that will be launching in about three months from now, it will include uh, emails that you can send to your customer looking for feedback. It will include inventory management and product management. Third phase of launching, it will be about six months from now. It will include some startup tools that will help you increase your productivity. It will include an accounting module that will give you profit losses, balance sheet, and will later on connect to QuickBooks. So you can later on, I know that we're closer to tax season. Uh, I don't think I will make it for tax season this year, but maybe next year. We'll connect to QuickBooks, give it to your accountant. In a few minutes, they already have access to all your information. So you don't even have to spend time collecting all this information from Amazon, trying to scrap all the piece of paper, all the expenses and everything to give to your accountant. You can do everything automatically from the system. We'll send it to uh, QuickBooks and that will send directly to your accountant, especially if they're using QuickBooks, which a lot of accountants use QuickBooks because that's what a lot of small companies use for their accounting. And that's where also a lot of accountants or CPAs use for their clients to maintain their books and to file taxes because QuickBooks have everything. I know that there are different softwares over there. Probably I'm a little bit biased with QuickBooks, but I think that software have everything. It's going to have also connection with Facebook to know how much on advertisement you are spending on Facebook outside from a lot of custom reports to know how everything else is going. So that's basically the launch of the three phases roadmap for my complete system. Of course, that doesn't mean that, hey, that's going to be the path. Probably things will change uh, along the way. Probably we will add more things to our software. Maybe we will remove other things that people are not interested. That's why we keep asking or I keep asking all the users or my people, hey, you're on Amazon FBA. Can you tell me what's something that is bothering you right now that is taking you a lot of time and a system can solve it for you? We will try to implement that in our system because we want to make sure that you are not spending time on those tasks that are boring and time consuming and spend time where the value for your products are, which means, hey, what's your marketing campaigns? What's the next product that you're planning to bring to Amazon? Are you making profit or not? So those are the five tips I've learned. I hope you take some of those considerations. Ask me any questions. Hey, how things work? If you want to know more about Amazon FBA, about my system, if you want to test my system, let me know. Visit our website, the8to5multiplier.com. More resources over there. I'm planning to start giving some free stuff. So go and visit our website, and I hope to see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to another episode of the 8 to 5 Multiplier, where I will go through my daily journey to financial freedom while working an 8 to 5 job and raising a family. We'll see you tomorrow. 